Start what? Just the recording. Oh, then you're going to take it off? What? Oh, then you're going to edit it out? Yeah, I'll just edit it out. Oh, okay. But, yeah. So, I oh, I was hoping you'd, uh, you were going to leave to grab that cord. Oh. So I can, I was going to put the doll in your chair <laughs> and then me disappear. So you've been like, the doll killed him. <laughs> Where'd he go? Yeah. Or pull my knife, put it in his lap. <laughs> Put some blood on it. Yeah. It's like, where'd you get the blood at? <laughs> it's good effects, isn't it? <laughs> Plus, I'm holding my arm, bleeding everywhere. Oh, man. Oh. All right. You all set? Sure. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Not So Famous Podcast. This is episode 48. Eight. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know this one this time. You do. Because I remember. Nice. Once. Um, But. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, um, <laughs> forgot my train of thought. I'm Gabriel. I'm Jeremiah. <laughs> yes. And we are exactly one week away from the presidential election. Yep. So it's it's exciting and a little bit nerve-wracking. Um, I heard today that, I guess, President Trump is in the lead for Texas by only like 3%. Yeah. How is that possible? I know. The, the red state. I mean, I understand because like Austin and places like that, they're pretty pretty blue, but that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm a little worried. Are you at all? Or are you pretty confident that Trump's going to win? Um, I, I'm not confident that he's going to win, but I mean... It is what it is. Yeah. It's not like we're we're getting Biden as a president. No. He'll be gone in like first month. Yeah, right. I, I give it a year in his presidency and then it'll go switch. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know if I give it a year. I I think if you're if he, he makes it six six months, I'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Did you like that video I sent you though? Which one? Where it was like the guy in the Biden mask for Halloween. Oh, yeah, and then he rips it off. And it's Kamala Harris. <laughs> she just takes all the candy. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. But it's true, though. Like, that, that's you're going to expect that. And um, I don't know. It was like, things are looking really good for Trump. I, but, you know what? I think, I think that he will win. You know? Mm-hmm. I think... I think that he is that the polls are wrong that people are going to go out and actually vote that you know this is the first year that I've been called for something for like or not called I was texted um, to do a survey it was from the Biden camp oh really yeah but it was funny because it was a text. I don't know if you got it. Marky got the exact same text right after me, except it was from a different person. Mm. <clears throat> and so um, they they texted me and they're like, "What's what's the number one issue for you?" And I said, "Well, first I go with abortion, and then I see where that person lines up and everything." <clears throat> and 
they responded with, yeah, the Biden Harris administration will is for pro for pro choice and we'll make sure it happens. And then I respond with, no, I don't agree with that. I don't. That's why I'm not voting for Biden because he is he is for pro choice and I'm I'm against it because it's a moral problem. And I just went into like a big old long paragraph, and um, I want to see if I can pull it up. <laughs> Says your text back saying racist. Yeah. Um. Uh, I got a bunch of different ones, but oh, I can't find it. Huh, yeah, I can't find it now. But yeah, they're just basically like, um, well, thank you for your your time and we hope that you get out and vote for Joe Biden <laughs> or something like that. It was, it was dumb. And you just sent him a text message going, and I hope you vote for Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, you know who I'm wondering, uh, so you know, Megan Kelly, that used to be the host of Fox news. Mm-hmm. Uh, if who's she voting for? Um, because she was conservative until Trump came on board, then she merely was totally against Trump. But when you're somebody who's like anti-Trump, but also your political views don't roll up against with the Democratic Party, who are you going to go with? Right. And, of course, people go, well, we want to choose Joe, uh, the independent. But nobody really cares about the independent. <laughs> really. I mean, but, you know, I'm reading this thing where Megyn Kelly just, she's not too fond of President Trump, but who are you going to go with? Well, I think, like, I'm sure that there are, candidates out there because there's always like 30 candidates that you can choose from yeah but then you're kind of throwing your vote away no i think the only time you throw your vote away is when you actually don't vote like that's the only time you actually because if you if you look back in our history there's been at least three can three major candidates up until like the late 1800s you know when it started becoming just the democrats and the republicans like there was always a third party, that, and so I think that's what we need is we need a strong third party. Do you think the third party that's right now, let's say Joe, for example, what's your last name? Joe Jor- Jorgensen. You're talking about the independent, the yeah. libertarian. Yeah. Yeah, but they're idiots. Oh, I I totally agree. Yeah, I mean they're they're not like she the the problem with the platform right now for the libertarians. Is the the fact that uh, the whole idea of libertarian is leave us alone? We just want to be left alone, right? But libertarians in right now, they're like you have to be Black Lives Matter. That's like, well, if you're libertarian, you have to do nothing, right? That's the whole point. 
And so that's why, like, it's it's dumb to me what they're doing. Like, they call themselves libertarians, but they're actually not. They're they're authoritarian. They're saying you have to do this. Well, they're they're leaning more left, right? Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They're more, which is weird because libertarians would be more tend to be like yeah they're left in some things but they're like small government you know um so they're they're kind of if you want a moderate group that's more of what a libertarian would be mm-hmm. it would fall into that middle ground but the problem also with the libertarian like the the platform they do is they're so for me i am uh no new war person like, I don't think we should go into any new wars unless it's a just war, right? Mm-hmm. Like, to me, World War Two was probably the best example of a just war. Uh, the Civil War would be a just war. Uh, the, the Revolutionary War is a just war. You know, those are just wars. Things like Vietnam. The way we approached it wasn't justly. You know, mm-hmm. um, you could make a case for the Gulf War was a just war. You're helping the Kuwaitis. Um, you don't think Vietnam was? I don't think the way it was handled was. Okay, but overall. Well, what's the point of the Vietnam War? Well, there probably was a, a different reason based on the political climate, of course. Right. But... Um, preventing the North Vietnamese, the, the communist Vietnamese, mm-hmm. the North taking over the South. Right. And then we've got this whole communist Vietnam. Right. And I think if that was all that was, then that would be fine. Same with the North, with Co- the Korean War. That'd be fine. But you when, just, when you have an like ulterior motive behind the war. Well, just the way you, you deal, like your own people. You just send out troops as you get slaughtered. You know, you don't do what was necessary um, to win that war. They said the war could have been over a lot earlier if the president at the time... Who was the president? I can't... Well, you had... There was... Was there three presidents? Because Nixon was a part of it. Lyndon B. Johnson was there. He's the one that actually ended it. Right, I think so. And then I think Kennedy was at the beginning. Um, I had to look at all. But up. they wouldn't let the Allied forces move into northern Vietnam. Right, and that's what they did and, with Korea. And I, and I hated that. I'm like, you're just gonna stop there. Like, if you really want to stop his advancement, once they pull out, what they're just gonna move, move right in right. and take out the South Vietnam. So all these lives that have been lost, all the work that has been done, it's, it's pointless. Right. And that's, so that goes into what a just war is. is oh, okay. There's not, there's not a clear, re, this is what we're going to do. And like during the World War II, like it's, we're going to free the allies, right? We're mm-hmm. going to, <clears throat> we're going to take out the, the Nazi party, <clears throat> And we're going to do this by moving our troops and taking land. And the military leaders at the time were saying things like, it's not about taking land. It's about deteriorating their numbers, which they did. It was like 
two million Vietnamese that were killed by U.S. troops or something like that, and yet we lost the war, you know, and so that's it's not it's not fought justly is a problem, you know, um, and so you can make any war justified, right? So I think Afghanistan was a, a just war in the sense of it needed, needed to happen. Um, I think taking out Saddam Hussein is a good idea. But at the same time, trying to change a Middle Eastern country into a democracy without them wanting a democracy. That's why I had so many problems afterwards, mm-hmm. you know. Um, instead of going in and, and talking with the like a rebel faction, be like, okay, we're gonna help you, and you are gonna we're gonna be the French in the Revolutionary War. We'll help you out, but you guys have to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to take your own land. We can't be your the people that come in and deal with it and then leave because what's gonna happen? Well infighting happens and all these other things happen and it's not it's not good for us you know and so I mean even though those two fronts of that war we lost comparatively not as many people right I think it was what like 4,000 people 5,000 somewhere in there from the total war? Yeah, from... Iraq and Afghanistan? Yeah. I'm not too sure of the the numbers. Yeah. I, I just remember it being like in that ballpark. But... So, anyways. I'm I'm not for just going into war. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, but there are times when you have to. And you can't, as a country, if you want global peace, right... Sometimes, because you nations are sovereign, sometimes you have to allow people to be crappy, right? Crappy to their people, even though you don't want them to. But you don't have the right to go in and stop them. Now, again, you could be like, okay, we'll help you, but you are going to do all the work. All we're all we're going to do is send you some arms or whatever. And that's probably not a good idea, but um, you know what I'm saying. Like, Mm. if someone wants to overthrow their government and install a democracy, we should encourage that, but we shouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? No, it should be, to a certain extent, that should be the the peoples of that country. Mm -hmm. That's that's their job. Right. You know, that's where patriotism comes in. You know, uh, when you see all the things that were going on with Syria at the time, Mm -hmm. and all those refugees were leaving, you know, it's like... You guys don't like what your country's doing. You guys need to fight for it. Right. Be patriotic to your country. Of course, we all know why they were leaving, going over to Europe and flooding and doing all that stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, my whole thing about that is, is stay with your country, thick or thin, and fight for it. That's That shows patriotism. Mm-hmm. You just leaving up at the, the because your country's falling apart, just shows that in reality you really didn't care for your country right 
Um, but continue. I, I don't want to keep on digressing. No, 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 no. You're fine. So, but but libertarians, <clears throat> that's what they do. They, the libertarian platform is a complete, like, backing off of anything and just allowing the world to go the way it wants. That was one of the problems with um, World War II. Before World War II hit, you you could see Nazi Germany rising, right? Mm. And we stayed out and we stayed out and they kept, they started moving in into allied territory and we stayed out, we stayed out. And the whole idea of appeasement from the British, you know, well, we'll just let them do this and they'll be fine. You know, that, then you get into a problem and libertarians would just, or at least a platform just says, you just appease. You just stay out of it, right? And there has to be a, a moment where you say no. Right, this has gone too far. Right. Just like the... Uh, okay, so if let's say in a libertarian standpoint. Let's mm-hmm. look through the eyes of a libertarian. North Korea. Right. You know, we're seeing a communist dictatorship rising up to extreme levels with North Korea. Mm-hmm. Threatening us with, you know... Um, uh, just nuclear weapons. What point do we go? Okay, we gotta step in and do something about it. Right. Well, and that should be first. You get the South Koreans to do it. Right. Right. That they, South Korea, Japan, those are the ones that need to. But ultimately, they're also threatening us from all the way over here. Yeah. And I think it's true. I think before they start threatening us. If they're threatening them, okay, you guys need to take care of it on your own. But right, once they start coming encourage. up to our door and making demands, then it's like, okay, you're messing with the wrong person now. Right. But it's also a just war can't be necessarily a preemptive strike. Mm-hmm. You know, even though that's probably that's a better um, tactic. Mm-hmm. Like militarily, there has to be a, a reason why we we actually go to war. So, do you think the way Trump is handling things? I think he's doing actually a really good job. Is more of a libertarian kind of way. I where think so. It's it's we're not going directly in boots on ground, but we're just kind of doing talks, trying to be diplomatic with things at first, because they have come to our door to threaten our doorstep. To our doorstep to threaten us, and now we're going to try to be diplomatic, like saying, "Hey, this is what needs to happen," you know, or are you going to start, you know, getting the horns. Right. Well, and the problem with North Korea is it's so bad, right? The state of it that presidents of in the past, so Clinton, Bush, and Obama, they just appeased. Mm. They just okay, we'll give you money. Don't do this. We'll give you money. Don't do this. And they just kept doing it, right? There was no hard line, um, and that's what Trump did. He he said hard line, and then worked with and talked with um, um, Kim Jong Un over there. Kim Jong Il. Il is it Il? Un? Kim Jong Un. I don't know. They're they're all the yeah the new one. Yeah. The the son. Well, d- son you mean- of the son. The son of the sun? 
Well, the first guy, I thought there was one guy, and then this, this, the, his son, and then it's the son. Well, it might be the daughter now. Well, yeah, it might be the daughter. But, yeah, so, so to say with, like, Kim Jong-un, you, when they're, when they're barking at the gate, right, you pull the chain. Like, you just say, no more. Like, not only will we sanction you, we'll get other people to sanction you. Um, and, and really, with North Korea, and, and at the, and... Trump did right at the very beginning. He went to China. Because China's the one that is really in control mm-hmm. of North Korea. They're the ones that are a trade partner with them. And you need to get the Chinese to pull the chain on the North Koreans. Um, and, I, and I bet you anything, that's why Trump went after China with the tariffs. That's one of the reasons is... We're going to do this because you are not doing what you're supposed to. And you haven't heard a lot from, I mean, yeah, the whole idea that he's sick and he's dying. But you didn't, it was actually getting along. Because Trump's one of those people that it's, it's like Reagan, right? You show, it's peace through might, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so... If you have that understanding, like we we could blow you up in a in a heartbeat. Um, but there's a better way of doing this. You know. Um and at the same time this is what this is this is the libertarian part of me, is but they're their own country. You know, we as a country can say we we're not going to trade with you and anything like that. We will get other people, but really they can do whatever they want, you know. And so, when do you attack? And to me, it's you have to literally be attacked in order to do it, or you know they have to shoot off the rocket, and we should be prepared to destroy that rocket. And then advance, and then go in and say, "Okay, well, now you now you have literally attacked us. Um, You're at that point of no return now." Yeah, it's one thing to talk a big game, but now you've swung swung at the at the bigger kid. Yeah, you know, and now now the fight's on. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what we have to do. Uh, things like what Obama did, like those preemptive strikes with the drones in Libya. To me, that's that's junk. Like, you can't be doing stuff like that. Because now you're getting yourself into wars that you shouldn't be. So then Trump killing Gaddafi. Not Gaddafi. Uh, what's his name? I know who you're talking about. The the, the guard? Iranian general. Is right. it general? Yeah, I think so. He was part of the royal... It's, yeah, I don't know why I said Gaddafi. It's... Um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. Well, that's the thing is, is, but they're, they're in a, we're, we're in a semi-cold war, a lukewarm war, you know, with Iran, mm-hmm. right? We have the sanctions on them, um, but they're doing things in Iraq. Well, if we're Iraqs and they're, you know, ISIS type stuff, and if we're trying to, 
That's an interesting thing. You don't hear about ISIS anymore. You know, after because at the beginning of Trump's, you know, presidency, he went in and took care of that stuff right off the bat. A lot of those ISIS things were destroyed. And so he that general was a part of that, you know, running guns and stuff like that. And so I think that's that's just a part of well, we're already in this war, we need to win. You know, I don't, you should never go into a war thinking, okay, we just need to come do better than what we were at the beginning. You should always be, no, we're 100% victory is our goal. Anything less is a it's failure. Yeah. Is yeah. If defeat. you don't go in it with, in it with a hundred percent mindset of total victory. Right. It's going to be a mission failed. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to get people killed and there was no reason for them to sacrifice their lives. If you're not going to win. Um, but things like Syria, Syria, the civil war there, we, I thought was fine that we encouraged and helped out the, the rebels. Um, but finding which rebels, right. were the right rebels. Yeah. You know, cause some of those rebels were ISIS, mm-hmm. you know? And so we want to make sure, and I thought that Trump tried to do that, try to figure out which ones are which, um, but we don't, we can't be the police, you know? Um, so I agree with the libertarians on that, but at the same time, there is a point where if we want a, a stable America, we have to have a stable world, especially in Europe. Um, I think for us to be energy depend, independent, you know, not beholden to anyone of for any reason i think we need to have that should be that should be a part of us as a country we can trade with other countries we can import other things but we shouldn't rely on those especially like oil like there is no reason why we should rely on the middle east for our oil Mm -hmm. like absolutely no reason um but like Israel, we should be allies of Israel because, um, and not from a, a religious standpoint, just from a military and peaceful standpoint, because they are the only democracy in the Middle East. And we should encourage stuff like that. You know, we should encourage South Korea. We should encourage Japan. We should encourage, um, India's not, I mean, it's a democracy, but you know, democratic places that are, are surrounded by like Afghanistan, you got the Taliban, right? Um, Saudi Arabia, you have the, the monarch. Um, and so places that don't have those, you know, representative government, you should be encouraging the ones that do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the libertarians, they just, they are just the platform at least says no no nothing we're not going to involve ourselves and to me that's that's a problem um but personally i'm more libertarian in a lot of my views um because i do i do agree with smaller government um and i would want more freedom for people than less so i would err on the side of freedom rather than on the side of Mm non-freedom you know 
So, so Ron Paul would be the perfect example of this. Because he was, he, was he was running as a conservative. Right. But I feel like he had more libertarian views. Um, Do you agree? Or? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I just, I never really followed Ron Paul. Um, yeah. He was, not that he was before my time, but he was before my interest in politics. He was, when I started getting interested in politics, he was, he was there at that point and he said one thing i was like immediately like um i don't think we should get involved with iraq you know during this during that whole time and we me and my family were just like oh not him how dare he you know um looking back at it now it's like was he wrong you know the first initial invasion Stop Saddam Hussein. Fine. Afterwards, no, Ron Paul was right. We should have just pulled out. You know? So, I don't know. I wonder if having him as president back then would have made some uh, differences with things. Well, especially financial. Mm -hmm. He wanted to get rid of the Federal Reserve completely, which I'm not against. Mm -hmm. You know? I'd have to know more about plan before we just take out the government. But I'm I'm for like getting rid of the educational department, mm-hmm. like on the federal level. Department of Education. Yeah. I <laughs> said that backwards. <laughs> the, the education department. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't think they need that. Um, we need like a lot of those things that the federal government does that they should just give up Mm. you know and give it back to the states and tell the states you want your state to succeed you govern it the way you want to you know so if you want like common core for your statewide education go nuts right but there is never anything that is nationwide that the federal government will endorse, you know, okay, California, you want to do a common core. That's fine. Um, Arizona, you want to do complete homeschooling. Like either you get rid of all of your, you know, public schools. Okay. Let's see what works. Right. And to me, that's more of what we should be is, uh, same with things like, um, gay marriage. It should be a state's thing. Does your state want it? You know, same thing with like marijuana. Yeah, same. Yeah, all all these smaller yeah debate stuff. So what then? What about abortion? Same with that. I do think that that should be a states' rights issue. I don't think it should ever happen. Like I'm completely against abortion, but politically, it should be a states' rights issue. Hmm. Like it because that if you if your state says no, we want to outlaw abortion the state should have the right to do that, you know? Um, Now, if you want to make it nationwide, it should be an amendment. 
right? That's that to me is how you do a a, a um, nationwide ruling on a subject. That's you know instead of well we're just going to pass a law that applies to everyone. Well, is that constitutional? Well, it takes you ten years to get to the Supreme Court. So for ten years, it's going to be a law. And then in ten years, it'll be questioned, and then yeah, you know, and so it's instead, do we want a national, you know, rejection of abortion? Let's do an amendment. Okay, but until then, it should always it should defer to the state, to each individual state on what they want to do until we decide as a nation what way we're going to do it. Hmm. And so that to me, that's how everything should go like we should have a hundred amendments right now instead of thousands upon thousands of laws at the federal level you know so it's a little ass backwards really it really is you know we're we're a united states we're not a federal states federal of states that works you know um so i I really think that we should get rid of a lot of the federals. To me, Congress needs not dissolved, be dissolved, but it needs to be revamped mm-hmm. to the point of you only go for six months. You know, and in those six months, or it doesn't necessarily be six months, but you could do like three months on, three months off, three months on, three months off type of thing. You know, and you go and your state or your county, because it's Congress, right? So your district pays for you during that time. Like that's, that's all you pay. You get an allowance of your food, your lodging, and that's it. And you're there for three months and you come back. And that's it. There's no reason to go back. Unless there's an emergency session. Um, there's maybe, you know, you do an area that's just for Congress people as far as like housing goes. Mm-hmm. They'll put them in Section 8 housing. See how they like that. Um, but they shouldn't get paid. It's a fantastic idea, by the way. Yeah. Uh, they shouldn't get paid. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that a Congress, like someone at the federal government, should get paid that is a representative it should be you go you get a stipend for what you're going to do and when you're done you come back and you're working you have your own job there is none of this you live as a congressperson as a senator and that's another thing The, the state should pay for the senator right not the federal government if you start doing some of these things, you're you're cutting taxes like crazy, because now every single one of those Congress people say they say on average they make a hundred grand, right? There's three hundred Congress people, right? Something like that. Say each one gets a hundred thousand dollars. That's like that's what like three hundred million dollars or something like that. I'm not very good at math. You I think know. I think you're. I think you're right, though. I'm going to check to see if I'm right. Because now I'm wondering. Yeah, it's $30 million. 
right off the top, you say, no, none of you are getting money. It's $30 million. You can only be in there for eight years. We've talked about this before. You can only be uh, one of these elected positions for eight years. So you're a congressperson for eight years. You don't get a stipend. You don't get retirement. None of that. Um, and once eight years, you're done. And someone else can, runs for your spot, you know, or someone can um, new can go in there. Uh, same with the state, and the state pays you help. And you could actually say to the state, state, you could do whatever you want. If you want to give this person a hundred grand for a year, knock yourselves out, because that's your state deciding it instead of the federal government. Mm-hmm. You know, and so. Um, but things like the the court, the Supreme Court, I can see the federal government doing that. The all federal like judiciary, I can see the federal government paying for that, right? Which comes from our taxes. Um, the president, I can see that. Um, but anything that that it's a state responsibility needs to go back to the state, and then they can decide what they want in that in that area mm-hmm. and that gives more power to the state and more direction for them to go the way they want to almost more more power to the people too yeah it really is it brings the power back local because now you have more control of what's going on rather than kind of this well the federal government has control and though what happened with the Republicans, you know, was really important back in um, with the 13th Amendment, the 14th Amendment, the Civil War. It really, there is, there, that's when the federal government really started expanding larger and larger. Mm-hmm. And that to me is when we really start getting problems. And then you get into the 19th. Uh, 1900s and that's when you start seeing a federal tax right you know how did how did any of this get done before then if we you know didn't have a federal tax and yet things got done because the states did you know and so we need that back we need to give the states more control i mean think about here in the west there is a ton of federal land out here in the west and originally, it was because the federal government bought bought this land, right? It, from Mexico or from uh, France, we bought the land. And so it makes sense that the federal government would have the land, right? But when they became states, it should be the state land now. They should decide what it is, you know? Um, it's kind of... I. To me, it's the same thing with, like, here in our town. Like, we have our town, and it's like, what, it's like 10 by 10 or something like that, 10 by 10 miles or something like that. But how much of that land is unusable because it's state land or it's um, the Bureau of Land Management land? Actually, there's a small portion of state land. The rest of it is just BLM. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's all federal land, and it's it to me, it's like the federal government putting their hands in the state, saying, you know, we own property here, right? So we, you know, you we're not gonna leave. 
You know, I think it's like their way of like we have our foot in the door. Right. And to me, it's once you become a state, all that land is yours. Right. It's not the federal government anymore. It's the state's land. The federal government should own nothing. You know, they should have their bases. They should own. It should be something like this. When you become a state, you you have to allow a military base for each one of the branches. Like that should be a part of the, like the state. So okay, so you have an air force base, you have a naval base, you have um, an army base, you have a coast guard if you're on the ocean, right? And now you have a space force base. Uh, can't can't roll out that last one. Yeah, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like that certain things should be a part of the state, but the state should own that land. And to me, like when a town becomes incorporated. That incorporation should be, that's your land now. Like, that should be how it is. You want to give the power to the the individual as much as possible. Well, the way you do that is say, okay, all this land is the in is an individual person's land, right? Okay. So when the town, when a group of people get together and they say we're going to incorporate and become a town. Say it's a t- like a, a regular town is 10 by 10. We'll just say that, right? That 10 miles, 10 square miles, say, is the town's land. It's no longer the state's land. It never was the federal government because you're in a state. It is state. It is the town's land now. Anything within those corporate boundaries should be. Right. And then they can sell it, right? to people to move to be hey come in to our town we'll sell you this piece of this acreage of part you know property fifty thousand dollars or whatever you know the town feels like we can get people to come in move in and you can make stipulations you move into this town you buy this property within 10 years you're going to build an actual house right not a modular home, you know, in, in our case here in town, we want stick built houses. So in 10 years, you're going to build, if you buy this land from us, 10 years, you're going to build uh, a stick built house. I think that's, that is, we're giving the people power. It's an income for the city to bring in more people to be able to do stuff like this or to build a plant, right? like a water plant or to, you know, whatever the town needs, it has that land. But right now we have land that's north of where we're sitting right now that the government will sell it to us for $80,000 per acre. Yeah, it is nothing. There's nothing on that land. It's all desert. The state wants 80 grand for it. It's like that is not how much land is out here, but that's how they keep their land. Instead, it should be given to the to the town for the purpose of selling it. And so I know this is kind of a rant. Um, Tell me how you really feel. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying because no, I, I completely understand that. Because I want more, um, more power to people. You know, that we need to be able to, the whole purpose of 
of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness is freedom. We need more freedom for ourselves. And so if a state, and I'm against marijuana, right? I don't think it's a good plan. Um, the economic side, I don't think is good. The social side, I don't think it's good. Um, the medical side, I'm still iffy on. Um, but so I don't think it's a good thing to do. Right. Even even medical marijuana, I don't think is good because you can extract the medicinal stuff out of marijuana to get it. That's like CBD Mm -hmm. type stuff. So you can get that stuff out of it. So that's why I'm not like, but if your state wants to do it, that's what the state should be able to do. So because the people have given so much leeway to the government to go back, we need to first, the federal government needs to give um, freedom back to the states, which will then give freedom back to the people. Well, that's what it should do. Yeah. It's got to, you got to work your way back down the ladder. Right. You know? And so I think once the federal government starts giving the states more freedom, I think we'll start seeing more freedom for ourselves. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. In California, I don't think you're going to see something like that because you no. already have people. Same with Minnesota with that governor up there. Same with New York. You're not these. They're too far gone now. Yeah. It, they're they're too entrenched with government is the answer. Instead of allow the people to run themselves. But you know what? It, in the way you were discussing before, like how the state should govern themselves. Mm-hmm. If that's how California wants to roll, that's how... Yeah, really, it is. You know, but, you know, it's, it's not turning out that way. Right. You know, in reality, yeah, it's fine. Go for it, California. Um, you heard about what they plan on doing by 2035? Oh, no more gas. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but that's, a, that's another thing is if they wanted to do that, then that's how they do it. And if their state becomes great, then it becomes a model for other states to look at and say, okay, maybe we should implement some of this stuff, right? How can we, how can we achieve the same level of prosperity as that one? But you, if it fails, then you can look and go, yeah, those were dumb things. We shouldn't have put ourselves into that, you know? And so... Here over Arizona, we can say, okay, well, we're not going to do that. But we have people moving in that are doing that. So, mm-hmm. which thank you people for coming in and messing up Arizona. Yeah. Um, because that's, that's a huge thing. Like when I was in California, grew up in California my whole life. When I moved to Arizona, I was, I was stunned at the, the freedom I had in Arizona, you know, just, I mean, I had a lot of freedom cause I grew up in the more rural areas, mm-hmm. but just, <laughs> I can carry a gun. Well, that's one thing, right? That to me, that is the epitome of freedom is the ability to just carry a gun because it is one, it's an amendment. So again, if we have an amendment, the, it's the whole nation. So to me, there's no reason why um, why you can't 
like why they're doing so many restrictions. I think they're infringing on rights over there mm-hmm. in California and in other states as well. But like here, it's a open carry, constitutional carry state. Um, and to me, the federal government should just say this. You can't, if you have a ID from, say, okay, so you have a driver's license, right? Okay. Um, and you are a, a non-felon, right? Say we pass an amendment that says non-felons cannot um, be in possession of a, or a violent felon can't be in possession of a firearm, right? We make that amendment. The federal government should say, okay, well, it's up to the states to decide how far they want to take their um, guns, right? Um, and Congress kind of helps the states work with each other to create something that is a national, um, I forget the name. Well, I, I don't forget the name. I just can't say it. Reciprocity or, you know, where if I'm a legal gun owner in Arizona, I can go to California with my gun. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so the federal government, part of their job is to make sure that everyone's together with these, these amendments. So, um, California says, okay, um, while you're in our state, you can only have a 10 round magazine. Okay. Um, and, there's no open carry, but you can conceal carry if you have, say, an ID from your state. And so here in my state, in Arizona, I can open carry, I can conceal carry, I can do all that without an ID uh, thing. But if I want to go to California, I need the an ID, you know. A, that I am who I say I am, you know, all that a CCW permit. Right. Mm. So I get that. And now I can go to California because they're just restricting. They just want to make sure you have that, you know, that ID. And that's what the federal government should do. Should say, okay, California, you have to allow concealed carry or you have to allow people from other states to carry in your state now you can require an id from that state that's fine but you can't restrict their mobility with their firearms you know it's the same thing with your uh, freedom of speech right you can't restrict their freedom of speech i i can talk here in arizona i can go to there and talk so why is it my gun rights and to me, that's the cornerstone of our freedom mm-hmm. um, in the sense of you can tell how free the country, the state is by how they deal with that. So. Jeremiah 2030. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever it would be. When I'm 70. Well, yeah. How many, how many are you now? So 40 years down the road. Would be Okay. Jeremiah, 2060. Yeah. 2060, man. Uh, that's almost 21, 2100. I won't be alive that long. <laughs> you think I'd be dead earlier? I don't know. 
Yeah, I just have a I have a real problem with the federal government. It's it going thinking about actual like statehood and it, it's almost like a it's, it's a fantastic dream that will never be achieved. Right. You know. And you're like, gosh, that would be so good, you know. But the way our political climate is, it's just it'll never be achieved. Mm-hmm. Which is sad. Right. Man. <laughs> well, and so um, to take this um, to the, like the Civil War, because a part of the Civil War was succession, right? The Southern states said, you know what? We're, we're done with the with the Constitution, right? And they wanted to succeed. It was a very much state rights thing. That's why, like, uh, you, Ulysses S. Grant, it's, which one was um, the head guy of... Ulysses. It was. Of the South? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he became a president. Um, right? I believe so. Um, he wasn't for slavery. Like, if you go back and read some of his stuff, he wasn't for slavery. What he was for was his state. Mm-hmm. And because the state succeeded, that's where he went. Um, and that brings a good question is, okay, what if... What if a state wants to do slavery, right? Well, at the federal level, we do an amendment. And now all the states have to agree, Mm -hmm. right? Like, what happened? And you have states that don't. So if they say, well, we're not going to participate anymore, the federal government can now say, well, guess what? Too bad. Just because you don't get your way doesn't mean that you get to yeah. go run off with, um, with the ball. Yeah. Ground was actually Union. Okay. So yeah. which one was the... Um, I'm thinking of someone else then. Um, do, 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 do. Talk about Robert E. Lee? Yeah. That must be who it is. Yeah, he was never president, though. No. Okay, no. so, but Robert E. Lee's who I'm talking about, thinking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Grant was a president, but he was, um, yeah, he was the northern commander. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of Robert E. Lee. So, E. Lee, you know, was, he went back to his um, thing. So, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what the amendments are for. Mm-hmm. As a nation, we make an amendment, and now we abide by it. So if the so if we make it a, a national amendment that says um, abortions up to death, right? Um, I mean, up to life, up to death. <laughs> You're never safe. <laughs> uh, but um, like up to life. Mm-hmm. Then all the states have to agree to it, right? They even if you lose, the problem with that, I mean the because the the silver lining in that is, amendments can be overturned. You can make an amendment and then overturn it with a different amendment. That's what prohibition was. They mm-hmm. made an amendment, didn't like it, overturned it with a different amendment. 
that's that's all you that's what you have to do so there is within our political system and this is why people that don't like they want to get rid of the electoral college or they want to you know pack the courts or they want to do these things like we have a way to do stuff in our government why do we need to make a thousand laws you know they talk about the the fourth you have the three parts of government right you have the executive branch you have the legislature branch and you have the judicial branch mm-hmm. they talk about the fourth um branch which is the bureaucracy the unelected officials who get to make all these um rules but have no they have no real um standing in front of the public the public yeah we we choose these representatives and they choose these people but these people are making policies that are removed from the 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 people they're three steps away from the people you have your people that represent that get your representatives the representatives then hire these people and these people make the policies that is one two two to three steps depending on how you look at removed from the the people themselves and so instead cut all that stuff out get rid of the atf you know um because they're just making stuff up like bump stocks for example they're okay no they're not pistol braces they're okay no they're not they're okay suppressors yeah suppressors um a a short barrel shotgun right like these things are just made up without the people without really them telling you know and the only time like the atf i'm just using them as an example changes things is when they're forced to change things and so get rid of them that's a state's thing in that state do you want fully automatic rifles available for everyone okay then that's what you do do you not want do you want to have a bolt action rifles that's all you can have that's what your state wants okay you know but this this idea that the federal government gets to decide on all this stuff when there this is that's the whole purpose of why we had a revolutionary war we weren't having the representation we were wanted in england and we're like forget you guys we'll do our own things that's what's happening now and i think that's why we have such a huge divide within our political within our country and our politics because we're looking at the federal government as the end all instead of saying you know they're just there as a referee congress is just supposed to work within making sure everyone's working together like in the states um and the federal government itself the legislature or the executive branch is just they're making sure that the amendments are being followed right or actually that should be the judiciary um the executive should be the ones out there saying okay are we being attacked no okay we're good you know the president should we should i mean you should know your president's name but you shouldn't really care okay yeah he's he's the guy that's over there and you know 
he wants a new amendment or he's you know but he he should have no effect on our daily lives right now it's almost like we we're, we have a monarch you know the way that they treat the president mm-hmm. i hate the idea of potus like that acronym i hate that the idea that they call the their underlings czars i hate that because that one that's russian the freaking crap uh two the potus that's what they would talk they would use those terminologies of rome of the of the caesars the pontiff you know it's like we're trying to like capture a monarchy back to ourselves and it's like forget that we fought a war to stop crap like that why do why do we need to have these celebrity politicians they should be there for a couple of years and gone and you wouldn't even remember their names unless they did something phenomenally good like abraham lincoln or george bush or George Bush, uh, George Washington, not Bush. Uh, <laughs> I was uh, gonna say. I just pulled a Biden right there. <laughs> Did you hear about yeah, that? Yeah, you. No. Oh, when he said George in Instead the of uh, Trump, <laughs> and people were like, "No, he's talking about George Lopez." What? Yeah. You didn't hear about that? No. Yeah, a lot of the left was like, "He's talking about George Lopez," because I guess he did a video or something. But based on the context of what Biden was saying, it didn't make sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Pulled an old Biden. Oh. Do you think when that divide gets. You think that's where civil war begins is when that divide between. Well, we'll use this right now conservatives and Democrats. When that divide becomes so great that now there's such. you, You can't jump between one platform or the other because the divide is so much. Yeah. That now you've got two completely opposing sides. So we can see the left going super far left to where it's like progressive communism. Mm. But of course you have, I want to say the moderate left, but you have your normal Democrats and then you have your conservatives. You know, and a lot of, there have been left that has been jumping to the conservatives and conservatives have been jumping over to the left. And I feel like that's, that's a normal thing. People jumping between both party, mm-hmm. parties. But when that division goes too far, when you've made a gap so big between both parties. So when the left, that moderate left, is disappears and now we have complete progressive leftism representing the left uh, Democratic Party, I think is when we'll start seeing civil war. That's just me. Yeah. Well, and, and what we're seeing right now is there is no common ground. Um, because if if you say something like, um, well, perfect example. So we talk about the Black Lives Matter stuff, right? Um, and there was just a shooting in Philly like two days ago or something. And the guy, the police were called because there is a man wielding a knife. So they go out there, they see the guy, they draw their weapons. Why? Because it is a... Um, a fatal encounter right this is this is something that could lead to death of the officers or a bystander so they draw a weapon in kind right so if you didn't have a um a knife they could pull out their stun guns and they you know can go about that and then so and then escalate from there 
but here's a guy he has a knife and if you've never seen the videos of uh there's this one guy there's one video of this officer and this guy with a knife and he's about 30 feet away maybe 40 at the most and he takes off running at the officer and the officer unloads his magazine he has a full-size um a firearm and probably like a 17 uh, round at least maybe and I, I, I would think he'd have one in the chamber so let's say 18 rounds right and unloads the entire magazine into this person the guy finally falls five feet from the officer so this guy ran at the officer took 18 bullets and just fell five feet before the officer. Holy crap. Yeah. If that guy was any closer, the officer would at least had some knife wounds. Mm. So these, so back to Philly, they drew their weapon. Um, the guy it will not drop his knife. Now, I don't know what happens next, but they shoot him. I don't remember if he went after them and they opened fire. Or what? But they shot him. He died. Now, is there any common ground of saying, well, the guy had a knife. So at least we understand why the officers were responding the way they did. There isn't that. It's, and this is how the, the media has started reported. Officers shoot black man. That's it. No mention that he had a knife. And that they were called there because he was taking that knife and threatening other people. So there is a huge problem with just having that ground. And when you have no ground, that common ground where you can say, I agree with you here. It's, that's it. You the only thing left is either to split or to have a war and kill the people that you disagree with. Uh, this is the way you put that. It was just <laughs> either we split or we have to kill the people you disagree with, you know, which is very, very blatant. But yeah, that's a civil war. Um, and, but you know, so you, you got both sides, but you know who the main factor is that actually is causing the separation. Angelina Jolie. <laughs> Where would that name come from? Uh, her and Brad Pitt, they separated. Oh, that's true. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I wasn't even expecting an answer. No, I was... Ruin it, Jay. Ruin it. Uh, the media. Yeah. Because it's just like that reporting where you're causing... You know, you're, you're bringing out false news out there. Um. People are misunderstanding just from headlines because that's all people read is headlines. Yeah. And so you're causing that division. You're drawing more of that separation down the center. You know? Mm -hmm. And now you're going to make those people that are unbiased jump to either side and that the media is going to keep, you know, digging up that ground so you can't... There's going to be a complete separation between the two. Um, I think... We're going to see some serious division come um, this next presidency. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be a year or two in 
and we're going to start seeing some real struggles between both parties. Yeah. Well, I think you're going to have, if Biden wins, you're going to see a huge progressive push, right? I mean, it's going to, you think it was bad under Obama, right? And a lot of his progressive stuff. It's going to swing so far that way, especially if the um, if Congress it stays with the Dems and if the Senate goes that way, if they if the Democratic Party has all three, you're going to see huge things. You're going to see coal gone. You're going to see fracking gone. You know, those are, I mean, they're just going to do that. You're going to see universal health care. Um, and the private insurance is going to go away. You're going to see a lot of these things. Um, if they have all three places, you're going to see um, court packing. You, you know, you'll see additional judges or you'll see a new... Um, uh, See, the problem with that, I mean, you're going to see an attempt to do it um, because you it's a little more involved than just having the the House, the Senate and um, the presidency. Um, you need a, I, I would have to go back and look, but you need more than just those two things or mm-hmm. those three things. But so you're going to have that. Um you're going to see a, a big uptick in the ATF and like um, for you, like you're going to be a criminal. Um, I lost all my guns, so um, they were all in a boating accident. What are you talking about? My house burned down, so I lost all mine. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, there are people out there that be criminals overnight, you know, because they have um, a scary looking gun. You know, even though like that new one I I just got the the Mosin I got, even though that is a more deadly round than the two two three AR fifteen I have, the AR fifteen will be the one that's it's not here. I don't know if that's what you're looking for. Where's the gun? <laughs> where where is it anyway? It's not. Uh, but you know what I'm saying like a lot of those things. If Biden gets in there, as and especially if the House and the Senate go. You're going to see a lot of those real progressive things. And I think you might not see mass protests like you're seeing now. But you're going to start seeing state protests. Like states are going to start fighting against the federal government. And and it will be in the law. You know, it will be in the courts. Um, which I think that's one of the good things about... Uh, Barrett, who's just confirmed. I think that's one of the good things about having her in there because you're going to have a full Supreme Court, you know, and four of those are at least originalists. You know, I wouldn't put any stock in Roberts. I think he is the worst thing that has ever happened to the um, to the Supreme Court since those justices that passed Roe v. Wade. You know, like, I think he's probably one of the worst. He'll go down as one of the worst Supreme Justices in the history. No kidding. 
Yeah, that that's what I think. Because he changes things. Mm-hmm. You know, and even like when he, the whole Obamacare thing and the, the mandate and all that, he upset everyone because of his interpretation because everyone agreed that what he interpreted his opinion was wrong you know and so so yeah so like I think that'll be a problem if you have Trump in there and you're you're gonna have a problem like it doesn't matter if the Senate goes Democrat if the Senate or the House stays Democrat the people you're going to have people because we already see it. We'll do mass riots and stuff like that. But if he gets the Senate and the House, they better do a national um, reciprocity. I can't say that stupid word. Where it's the national CCW permit. Like they better. I'm never voting Republican again if they don't get it done. If they have all three, I'm never voting Republican again <laughs> if they can't get that done. I'll be pissed. Because Trump has said it twice. And his first time around, he said he was for it. This time around, he said he was for it. And it's stuck. I think it's stuck in the House. It might be stuck in the Senate. I can't remember which one it's stuck in. But it's like... I think stopped. it's the House. Is it? I wouldn't doubt if it's the house. But. But yeah. But they better do work. Because that was the problem. I think that's what I saw the problem was when they um, did the last time. Like they had all three and then they lost the house. I think it's because they just weren't doing what they said they would. That's the problem with the Republicans. They just. They get in there and they're like, oh, well, we have all the time in the world. Get the stuff done. Get rid of Obamacare. Put something else into law. You know. So. Well, hey, you know what? Next podcast. will be on Tuesday for the election. Yeah. So maybe we can uh see what's going on during that time. See what's going on during the election and Um Dang man, I'm kinda nervous, dude. I'm not. Well I guess yeah, I'm nervous. I want Trump to win, but it's gonna be more hell with Trump in as president because no one the Democrats just hate him mm-hmm. and they are just causing violence because of it so no matter which one we get it's going to create more violence it's going to create more dispute mm-hmm. um one president and i believe it's trump is going to create more uh good from his policies and what he does than what biden will do of course but from the people's standpoint you know we can already tell from his first four years even though he did a lot of good it's it's going to be a lot of uproar. Mm-hmm. So, and we're, I bet we're still going to deal with the whole COVID thing. Yeah. But, you know, when Bi- if Biden gets presidency, COVID's going to go away. Oh, yeah. Harris is going to become president. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she will. 
Well, then who will be the new? Well, who will be her VP? She. Oh, I think she just picks someone. Because you don't vote for the. You don't the the vice president isn't someone you vote for. That's a, I mean, you do. Because they go on the ticket, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not like. You know, because originally it was you vote for the president and whoever didn't win, the next highest one got to become vice president, which is kind of dumb, you know, but, um, yeah, so, yeah, so I don't know, Pelosi, no, first, so they'll have the first two female won't be Pelosi president and vice president at the same time no oh what if she wouldn't like oh Hillary no she wouldn't want to do that oh because she, she would, would no Hillary would offer uh, yeah just, oh thanks for presidency yeah well that would be extreme that would be so cool though <laughs> oh I would oh, love that oh man I would love to have that a part of our history Oh, that would be like, crazy. Hillary, like 200 years from now, historians. So what happened in 2020? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> First, it started with the <laughs> pandemic. Well, Orange Man, yeah. pandemic. <laughs> old, really Sleepy old Joe. dude. Yeah, Sleepy Joe like to sniff kids. <laughs> They're going to be like, what? Mama. Yeah, and he dropped out and his VP took place. Oh, how was she? She was nuts. But then her VP was... <laughs> Someone that ran before but lost. And somehow the vice or the president um, died in their room all alone. Yeah. With two gunshots in the head. Yeah. They suffocated. Strangulation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be, that'd be comical. Jeez, that would be crazy. and she would do something like that she's like it's right there (laughs) you know it's like telling that kid don't push the button you know that's already like the button's right there though (laughs) you know the noose it's right there yeah (laughs) don't you want to Kamala (laughs) no (laughs) well do you have anything more you want to discuss, or you want to end it for tonight? Oh, that's pretty good. I'm I'm pretty tired. Yeah, same. All right. Well, I think we'll end episode 48 here. Um, if you guys stuck through this podcast, we appreciate you guys listening. And as always, if you guys want to go ahead and, and listen to more, make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. And if you guys like this episode, hit the like button as well. And if you guys also have any questions about the podcast, anything about this episode, or anything you guys think we can do, go ahead and do better, or you guys like us to go ahead and discuss in future uh, podcasts, please leave a comment below. I'd like to go ahead and get your guys' input. Um, But as always, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. I was actually looking for your tissues. (laughs) Oh, my nose.